Good morning to you. <laughs> Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. Happy Saturday. Saturday. Happy Super Saturday. As always, we're just going to give you all the little spiel because we know we're going to have a few new listeners that are coming mm-hmm. from our YouTube videos. Tori and I, on Saturdays, we do a long-form podcast where we do our devotional, and then we jump into a long-form topic, and today's topic is going to follow suit with our two two YouTube videos we put out this week, which is just questions on dating. Yeah. There's so many questions, and there's tons of stories on that, why we are going after this topic. You can see that on the YouTube videos if you haven't seen that already. And then we're going to riff on that for about 15 minutes. And then we're going to go answer more questions on our Patreon. But mm-hmm. and, uh, and then we're also going to be praying at the end too. But Tori's just going to go and jump into today's episode. Yes, you guys. We're excited. This morning, we are reading out of New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. We've really been enjoyed, enjoying, enjoying reading out of these on the weekends. It's a fun little switch up. So let's get into it. It says... It's only in the mirror of God's word that you see yourself accurately and only in his grace that you find help for what you see. It goes on to say, I saw it again and again in counseling. Maybe it was a husband and a wife, an angry teenager, a single person who had lost her way, or a pastor who had gotten himself into trouble. For all of the vast differences in the situations and struggles, they shared a common theme. All of these people thought they knew themselves, but they didn't. They all thought that they saw themselves with accuracy, but they didn't. They all wanted me to agree with the assessments that they had made of themselves, but I couldn't. They all suffered from the same disease, but they denied it. It didn't take long for me to realize that I was experiencing firsthand a universal human condition that the Bible talks about. It's called spiritual blindness. Sin blinds. And because it does, the sin inside me keeps me from seeing me with clarity. Sin allows me to feel all right about what God is saying is very wrong. The personal sight system that God wired into every human being has been terribly broken by sin. We just do not know ourselves well, and we just do not see ourselves with the clarity necessary to assess who we are and how well we're doing. We all suffer from spiritual blindness, but that is not all. We all also suffer from the fact that we live most of the time blind to our blindness. We don't see ourselves with clarity, but we think we do. And we don't know ourselves with accuracy, but we are convinced we do. This is why we all tend to be offended when someone points out a sin, weakness, or failure. At the moment when we hear such an assessment, we struggle with the fact that what that person has to say about us is so fundamentally different from the view of ourselves that we have been carrying around. So, we all need help. It comes to us in the gift of God's word, empowered by the convicting ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's the universe's most accurate mirror. Stand in front of it and you will see yourself as you really are. The diagnostic accuracy of the Bible is perfect. And because it's diagnosis of your true condition, your true need is always accurate. The word of God is able to offer the only reliable cure 
for your condition. An effective cure is always attached to an accurate diagnosis. And here's the good news. You don't need to be afraid of all the dark things you don't see in yourself, but which scripture reveals about you. Because all of those dark things have been covered by and defeated by the powerful grace that is yours in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And that is good news, y'all. And I just loved that it said, it's the it's only in the mirror of God's word that you see yourself accurately and only in his grace that you find help for what you see. And then he also says that we can find further encouragement in Hebrews 3 verses 12 through 13. So we're going to read that real quick. It says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. Yeah, I think that's so important for us to focus on because we are the way we are because we think that's right. Like yeah. we we dress the way we dress because that's the style we like. Mm-hmm. We date the people we date because we think they're a good fit for us. Whether yeah. that's like a good like an actual good fit or not is a whole other story, mm-hmm. but based on our like nature and nurture, we think that this is what we deserve in terms of a relationship. That's who we're going after. That's who we're attracted to. And it even extends to like what we spend our money on. Mm-hmm. You know, we spend money on the things that we think provide us with value. To some people, that's movies. To some people, that's clothes. To some people, that's trips. You never know what it is, right? right? But we make decisions because that's what we want. And whenever people challenge those decisions, it challenges the core of who we are. Mm-hmm. Because they're not just challenging like like this little piece of us. They're challenging what we think is right. Yeah, And we do get offended by it. Because it's, it's not just like, oh, you shouldn't have spent money on that. It's like, oh, no, you're challenging my right to know what's best for me. But... We actually don't know what's best for us. Right. God does. Yeah. The Holy Spirit does. Yeah. And more often than not, our closest and most solid accountability partners know what's best for us. And mm-hmm. so we do need to do what that verse says and to take heed and to almost, I don't want to say be excited to be corrected because obviously it's like, it's not a fun thing. Right. You know, it's yeah. not like a, I can't wait to get corrected Yay. today. No, mm-hmm. but we should um, be willing to receive it. Yeah. It's something where... We're, we're always being molded into Christ's image. Yeah. And I right? think that's like why it says take a sober assessment of self, mm-hmm. because why would it need to say that? Right. Why would it yeah. tell us to like take a sober assessment of ourselves? And um, if we weren't going to have trouble actually seeing. Yeah who we are. Yeah. And you don't want your, you know, heightened view or mm-hmm. distorted view of yourself or other people's distorted view of yourself to, you know, change what is actual reality. Right. Like for some of us, we do have say a, a spending problem mm-hmm. for some of us. We are attracted to relationships that are actually unhealthy for us. Like mm-hmm. if you feel like upset about that, that's something that we need to talk about because right. we, we all have things that are imperfect about us. Mm-hmm. None of us is perfect. No, not one of us says scripture. Yeah. And so we, once we realize that it's like, Oh wow, maybe me being imperfect and still being loved by God is super special. And God's going to put people around me and give me his word and really lean into me and show me like, Hey Chad, this is the way, right? This is what's truly best for you. Mm -hmm. And I can receive that with, with gladness and Mm -hmm. not feel so attacked because I know that there's a good father knows what's best for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like it's kind of going back into like what we've been talking about all week of like that prayer of Holy Spirit, please align my desires with the Father's desires. That way when I pray, Lord, like hear my cry, like these are the desires of my heart. Those desires are in line with his and they're way more likely to, you know, come to pass if they're his desires and not my own selfish ones. Yeah, exactly. And we just have to be willing to take that preferred and idealized version of ourselves Mm -hmm. and say, hey, that person may not always know right. Yeah. Yeah. May not always know right. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're probably doing a lot of great things, you know. Um, so I think at this point, Tori and I are going to jump into the long form part of this podcast. Yeah, let's do it. And we're going to answer some fun questions that were sent to us on Instagram and in the YouTube comments. And honestly, there's some really good ones. Mm, There's some ones that we didn't really expect. Like a lot of people wanted to know, like, can women invite men on dates? And there's questions of like who pays and how to start conversations and a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. And so um, we hope it encourages you. And then we'll be closing out in prayer at the end of this podcast. Let's do it. So do you want me to start with a question? By the way, I had these questions screenshotted and Tori does not know what they are. I don't. So I'm ready. Is it cool if I just hit you with one? Yep. Um, Oh, this is right up your alley. Listening to convictions in dating. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like that goes right along with the devotional of like we have been given the power of the Holy Spirit and we can discern and prayerfully make decisions in partnership in conjunction with the Holy Spirit. And that goes, I mean, I don't know what decisions are more important than choosing like who your spouse is going to be. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. who you bind yourself under Christ with is a huge and important decision. And so every step of that, that dating process, you should be following the convictions of the Holy spirit. Yeah. And if you're ever feeling tempted to not listen to a prompting of the Holy spirit, Mm -hmm. to not follow the lead of the Holy spirit, that may reveal an idol of relationship because let me tell you firsthand, I have been someone who's put God on a shelf for a relationship. I've Mm -hmm. done that. Mm -hmm. And so if we ever feel like we can put away our convictions for the other person to make sure that they're interested in us, Mm -hmm. that's not a good thing. And God has to come first. Yeah. And every time I've ignored a conviction, because I have done it way more times than I'd like to admit, I always feel the guilt. Like it is truly never worth it. And then I realize why that conviction was there after the fact and the times that I do follow those convictions, when the heat of the moment is over, I am like, praise God that I actually followed that conviction. Like that was for my benefit. Yeah. And I'm going to say one last little thing, because I want to make sure we kind of cover it. You know, as you feel these convictions, it's something that you got to communicate in your yeah. dating relationship. Yes, 100%. It has to be something that it doesn't, um, I mean, it's likely going to be a little awkward, But just because it's awkward, that doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. And so you can approach the person you're dating and say, hey, listen, this has been on my heart. This is what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. from God. And I need to stand up for my belief or my conviction or whatever. Right. Right. And you'll feel so much better doing that. And of course, if that person doesn't stick around, then, you know, maybe they weren't in it for how they can be a part of your life, but they were in it for how you fit into their you know, yeah, personal pleasures and everything. Yeah. I feel like I talk to girls about this all the time on Instagram who are scared to have conversations with guys, um, in terms of like physical boundaries and different things like that. What if they leave? I'm like, Hey, if they want to leave, 
open the door for them. Like let them walk out because if they're not going to respect you and your convictions and their convictions don't actually align with yours, then you're going to run into a lot of issues later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Next question. This is a fun one. I saw this one a lot. I kind of actually thought that we would get a little heavier questions, but a lot of the questions were um, really nice. Like I was actually really interested to see the questions that came in. So this one is how to not be nervous before a date. Oh, we kind of touched on this um, in one of our YouTube videos this week. But first and foremost, being nervous is totally okay. Putting yourself out there it just means you care about it. And um, those little butterflies, those little nerves, like sometimes you, you don't get rid of them. You just walk into the date with them and you sit down and you start having a conversation. You get more comfortable as the night goes on or the day goes on or whatever the date might be. Um, but I do really encourage you that dating is not a performance. You're not trying to win someone over with how well you can perform. It's not, Hey, let me show you my resume and like how great a, you know, checklist. I have. Yeah. It's just, it's not about that. It's like truly getting to know the other person. And I think that that is a really good tactic for overcoming the nerves is taking the pressure off yourself. And that, like we've been talking about idealized version of yourself that you're trying to portray and putting the focus on the other person, actually getting to know them and their heart. Um, yeah, I think for me, when I'm focused not on self and someone else, then it alleviates a lot of that pressure. Yeah. I'll just echo what Tori said about it's totally normal to be nervous before a date. And honestly, I wouldn't really change that. Yeah. You know, now Tori and I don't get nervous before dates because we're so comfortable with each other. And this is not a bad thing. We feel yeah. peace with each other, mm-hmm. but it is, there, there are some fun little sparks that fly in the beginning. Cause you're just wondering like, you know, is this person going to like me? Are they yeah. going to be my husband, are they going to be my wife? You know, totally. there's it's your a mind. Fun feeling. Yeah. Your mind does go a little wild and that's not a bad thing, but you know, in terms of don't let your nervousness control you. Right. And so nervousness points to something. It points to you caring about it. And so what's cool is, is that you can remind yourself inside of that nervousness to say, Oh, I'm going to take this nervous energy. I'm going to turn it into excitement to really enjoy myself. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure I I repeat to myself that God has a perfect plan for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that'll help you take some of the pressure off of those nerves while you can still stay excited for the date. Totally. Okay. Next question is what does the Bible say about dating? Not much. Honestly. Yeah. The, so the Bible doesn't actually talk about dating. <laughs> yeah. Not that I can recall. No. And so, yeah. but that doesn't mean that the Bible doesn't help you inside of dating. Exactly. And so yeah. the Bible talks about your own personal responsibility as a human to walk out a life that is edifying unto Christ. Okay. Yeah. And he also talked, and Jesus talks about, and the Bible talks about how you should walk inside of healthy relationships. Right. And so we can pull so many things out of the Bible that will help us have healthy dating relationships. 100%. And we're just not running around serial dating everybody, causing a path of destruction of uh, soul ties and all those types of things. Right. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot we can learn. If you want a book on that topic, check out Boundaries in Dating Mm -hmm. by, um, I think. Henry Cloud? is it yeah henry cloud and john townsend both doctors i think yeah Yeah, so that's a good book on that topic yeah love it all right you ready for the next one Mm -hmm. this is a question i really like should women ever ask a man on a date 
Mm, good question. I mean, I definitely think that it's okay to ask mm-hmm. a guy on a date. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think I've, I've personally ever done it, so I don't have experience. Like, I don't know if I can give like solid wisdom on like how to go about doing that. Um, but I think it's totally normal. Um, I don't know how it's, it's so circumstantial too. Like if you're friends with him and you bring it up and you have a conversation, maybe that's easier than just like meeting him in the grocery store and asking him out. Um, but I mean, there's no rules against it. Yeah. And, um, whenever she asked this question, she put emphasis on ever. And so obviously, you know, should women ever ask a man on a date? Absolutely. Women can do that. That's not a bad thing at all. I do know that, um, you know, with this is, I'm just speaking from Tori and I's personal experience. So I can't speak for everybody. This is, this is not a generalization. This is Tori and I, as a guy, I have different feelings towards, you know, who initiates and who responds. Mm-hmm. And this is going to probably get a little TMI. We probably tend to save this conversation for, for Patreon. Cause it's a little <laughs> bit, people kind of are ready for that conversation. Okay. But, um, like I don't like to be cuddled. I, as, as a guy, I like to like, I don't, the, you I like don't to wanna, cuddle me. I don't want to feel small. Yeah. Like if Tori wraps her arms around me, like, and I'm like, I don't like to feel small. Yeah. I like to put my arms around Tori to make her feel safe, you yeah. know, and she likes to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so it's really kind of interesting the way the dynamics work for guys and girls. Mm-hmm. So for example, if Tori were to ever ask me on a date, which I'm all for it, like, let's do it. I would actually less, I would care less about being like wined and dined. Like, let's go out on a night on town. Let's go to a restaurant. Let's go to a movie. Yeah. I would actually prefer like, a cute thing with just the two of us. If she plans something special for the two of us that were really specific to me. Oh yeah. Because I think that dates can be really creative. And I think that as though, as a woman, if, if you are, and this is for, again, from my perspective, okay. As a woman, if you're planning a date for a guy, maybe let that be like a date after you've been on several dates. Yeah. That way you can do something really intentional for the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just a thought. Yeah, I feel like that definitely, I was going to say something about that. Once you're already in an established relationship, you can definitely like say, hey, let's do this date or that date or whatever. It's very mutual at that point. But when it comes to that like first initial first date experience, I think as a girl, your desire and your hope is for that guy to ask. But if they are not getting the hint and you need to let them know that like you're interested, then, you know, some guys just Mm -hmm. don't get it right away. Yeah. So, uh, the last question before we pray on out and then continue this conversation on Patreon is actually a a heavy one. Well, Mm. not like deep heavy, but like, oh wow, this is like a really good one. Okay. What's the biggest differences between a dating relationship and a married relationship? Oh, there's so many differences. Um, y'all, if you're dating, you're not married. Like it's just a totally different relationship. And I just feel like there's so many couples who are living with all the benefits of marriage without the covenant and protection. And I feel like I say this all the time, but I say the enemy will do everything in his power to get you in bed together before marriage and out of bed once you are married. And why is that? Because he knows it's powerful. You know, there is a powerful physical connection that happens uh, when you are married and that's like a binding thing with God. Mm -hmm. It's a gift. And that's why we have this whole series on like, let's talk about sex. So if you haven't watched that, go watch that series. Um, But when you're dating, there is a door. There is a, you, you're literally saying, 
can I see myself with this person for the rest of my life? And does his convictions line up with mine? Does he, can I see like when we go through hard times, like, is this the person I'm going to want by my side when I go through hard times in this dating phase, everything you do should be so prayerful. And that's not saying when you're married, things aren't prayerful. They are, but it's not a matter of, am I going to do it with this person or not? You're doing it with that person. Mm -hmm. When you're dating, it's still in that phase of, Hey, if I'm seeing a ton of red flags, I need to get out before there's a ring on my finger. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think another big difference is you're one. You yeah. operate as one. Exactly. We now do everything together. We're, mm-hmm. we're a full-blown team. This is not like, okay, I'm going to go to my parents for Christmas and you go to your parents for Christmas. No, right. like we make a decision as a couple yeah. that's best for our little family, like Tori yeah. and his family. And so, yeah. um, but it's hard to fully understand that until you are married. And I don't mean that in a derogatory or like a condescending st- sense there were so many things i didn't understand about the oneness being together until i experienced it firsthand yeah you know one of the biggest shocks that i experienced inside of marriage was how safe i felt Mm -hmm. i didn't know how much i desired to feel safe i didn't know that i didn't because i don't know a guy like i don't want to you know i'm a tough guy blah blah blah. no i felt safe inside of marriage because i no longer had that lingering feeling of Oh, this fight is going to lead to the breakup. Right. You know, and now right. the the door shut, our our names are on the paper. We went before God and our closest friends and family yeah. and we 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 committed our lives together and we are knit together now. And I feel like we were so intentional when we were dating to not do certain things together, like to not start businesses together, to not um even like we we've talked about this in the down boundaries and dating video, like not spiritually bind ourselves together before marriage. Like there's just certain things that we truly believe are really important um, to just wait on until you're married. So if you have further questions into those boundaries, there is a whole boundary series as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was just looking up a few funny questions that we're going to answer over on Patreon, which uh, how to flirt as a Christian oh. and also how important is chemistry and stuff like that. Love I was it. just looking at these questions y'all sent in and they're actually really funny the way they worded them. But do you care if I pray us out, baby? I would love that. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for these sweet moments we get with you, God. Uh, thank you that everyone who's listening, we're, we're connected through you, God. Thank you for that. Thank you that we can we, we can sit in a room or a car or wherever we are, and we're not alone. Not only are you with us, God, but the entire everyone who's listening is is all in prayer together, God. We're all praying together, and thank you for that community, Lord. Thank you that you've built this thing. Thank you that we can feel your power, God. Thank you that we can correct each other. Thank you that we can be there for each other. Thank you that we can support and lift each other up in their hardest times. Thank you for the prayers of this community, God. Thank you for that. You've planned it, and we get to experience it, and how special is that? So thank you for that, God. You're so good to us, and we do not take that for granted at all, God. Help us to have a more grateful heart for all the stuff you do for us, God. Help us to not look at the things that we feel that that we're lacking. Help us to look at the abundance of life that you give us in Christ, Lord. Help us to focus on that and be thankful in it, God. And anything else we receive in addition to Christ is just bonus, God, but we have life and, and life and fullness because of Christ. So thank you for that, Lord. And Lord, I just pray for everyone and whatever their relationship status is, God. Relationships are one of the biggest things that everyone wants to talk about, Lord. 
it's so important. It's heavy on our heart, and that's why Tori and I want to talk about it. We want to we want to normalize healthy relationships and and talk about healthy dating boundaries, Lord. So thank you for for helping us learn different boundaries, even through our mistakes and through mentors and through your word, God. Thank you for being there for us, God. And we just pray that you'll continue to build this community to help people make good dating decisions, help them to find accountability partners, help them to stand up in uh, their convictions, to stand up for them, to feel close to you and to feel uh, confident in the path that you set out for them, God. And Lord, we just pray that you'll continue to expand your kingdom through this community, Lord. We just pray that you'll continue to do that. And Tor and I are going to open up the floor for our audience to continue to pray, and we'll be praying in agreement with them. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. We love you, and we'll be talking to you on Patreon, if not tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye.